Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up. And I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon. And you should, too, at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this episode, wait for it, 150 Woo-hoo! of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. <laughs> I am John. Join me as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know that George is here. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> now, I, I had heard that work had been beating you up, but it's got you that low, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, as we record this, I'm operating on four hours of sleep. When I was 20, Ooh. that was no problem. I'm 52 now. That's a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know authoritatively you and I did all-nighters when we were in our 20s, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it doesn't work so well, ago. right? Now yeah. I'm falling asleep when I when it's nine o'clock these days, so I I, I can relate. Plus, I think those all nader no all see. I can't even talk right now. No, I. Yeah. <laughs> this could be a great show. Tony is still asleep. <laughs> when we used to do the all nighters, it was for stuff we enjoyed. It was for stuff we wanted to do, playing video games or downloading computer mm-hmm. programs or whatnot. Like not this. No, this is work. It's bullshit. Oh. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I'm sorry. So we will try to do our best to energize you, to keep you awake. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm surprised we didn't cancel the recording of the show because I know how, how tired you are and how yeah, beat really. up you are. So we're going to we're gonna muscle through. We're going to make it through this show. Uh, it's number 150. So fourth listener, you'll be happy to know that in this episode, if we keep George awake, we are going to head to the theater to see what 90s Batman nostalgia brings to DC's latest release. We're going to check out some indoor-outdoor lighting solutions to illuminate your home and play an addictive mobile game that blends RPG elements into a traditional match three puzzle system. Those topics and many more are coming your way. First, though, you still with us, George? You're still there? Uh, sure. Oh, he's there. Okay, good, good. So you'll have to know also the fourth listener this time around. Look, we know at least two of us will listen, one of us in our sleep, but if anybody else listens, <laughs> the fourth will be our fourth listener. And that fourth listener this time around is JL, who dropped us an email. Okay. And the subject line of his email was nostalgia, appropriately that, enough. That's us, right? That, that's mm-hmm. topical. Yeah. It is. Jay says, hey, boys, longtime listener and recent Patreoner. We announced Woo-hoo. him just a couple of shows ago. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. That's a whole new term. It was supposed to be patron, but now it's Patreoner. That's awesome. The Patreoner. I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's, what was your uh, your white nitrous that you did the other day from War Games? That oh. we're adding to the lexicon of yeah. Gen X Grown Up words <laughs> we made up. I like it. I got to wait till I sleep some more before I can have a memory again. <laughs> All right. Well, trust me, you had a clever thought back in the War Games podcast. You can re-listen and hear it for yourself. So, But yeah, long-time listener for recent Patreoner. The show is the only thing out there that brings me to my absolute 
absolute hands down number one happy place, as they oh, say. Man. Wow. That's cool. Wow. Awesome. That's flattering. So nice to hear. That feels like something that needs to be in an Apple podcast review. Right? Jay, get on it. We want, <laughs> I would like to see Patreoner and my happy place in your in your Apple iTunes, whatever, Google review, whatever it is. That would be, we'd love to. Maybe he already did and just use other flowering That's language true. like Brad does. So, uh, he says, there is nothing like getting super pissed off from a work call, swivel around in my office chair, look at my Centipede arcade cabinet, my Apple IIe on the table, the Mac 512K on the shelf, and toss on a new episode of Gen X Grown Up for about a half an hour. It's like a <laughs> shot of whiskey. Ooh, good whiskey too, I bet. He must be listening to the old episodes if it's only half an hour. <laughs> he's listening in, in snippets. He's he's metering it out, so he has oh, plenty. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, he says the show and all this stuff just shows the insane power of nostalgia. Nostalgia yeah. can calm, can bring back amazing memories, some good, some bad, True. and cost me a lot of money. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yep. yeah. We know that's true. Mm-hmm. He wraps it up by saying, keep crushing it, guys. You have a <laughs> lot of people out here relying on you. No pressure, JL. It's <laughs> too much pressure. <laughs> it's, I feel it coming down on I me. feel the pressure on us. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jay. We, we love it anytime where the fourth listener writes in. We appreciate your email. And of course, your Patreoner status, your patronage, whatever you call that. I like Patreoner. We got to find a way to use that in a sentence without being so forced. <laughs> hey, if you like your email featured here on the show, it is drop dead easy. Just drop a line to podcast podcast at genxgrownup.com. We'll read every single one of them. Most of them, like Jay's, will eventually make the show. All right. With that good business behind us, is Chum to jump into the body of episode 150 right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with cheese? Hey, sweet baby. Don't you think maybe you could cook something up with cheese? Let's cook something tasty up. Just can't seem to get enough real cheese. Make your meal sing with real cheese. <laughs> now you're cooking. Let's get the ball rolling. Talking about media we have been checking out. Now, of course, this could be television or film or books or comics or uh, whatever it is that you have been enjoying. And now we've already established, George, that work has been working you both ends of the candle, yeah. upside down, forward, backward. Have you had a chance to check out anything in media? Uh, you know, honestly, I have not been to the movies in over two, two and a half weeks, which Whoa. is terrible. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched a wow. trailer for the Radiogenics program channel in that same time. They just got you. Uh, yeah, I honestly, all I've done media-wise is have either a podcast in the background mm-hmm. playing while I'm working or for some reason... Uh, 
Silicon Valley downloaded to my Plex server the other day. You no, know, yeah, through some yeah. artificial no, no. intelligence or something. That's funny. I, I've been rewatching that too. That I went back to the beginning to rewatch that. What a good show! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's just been played. That's it. But I haven't. Mm. I haven't done anything. I mean, I know there's new stuff out there. You talked oh, about it yeah. in the tease. I'd, yeah. It sounds like maybe you went and saw Flash, which I'd be kind of interested to hear about because I did want to go mm. see that movie. I did, and you know what I think I'm going to do here, Mo, is that usually you know how George double dips he pulls the pulls the george and picks two yeah, things pulls the george yeah yeah I, I really want to talk about the flash but i have a lesser known movie oh. that i want to talk about too which we'll get to oh, no, but, no, but no, i'm gonna so, take it no okay. hey if you're not gonna do two things i'm That's doing true. two so no <laughs> well basically you're filling Number in for one, george i'm filling in for george it's copyrighted it by me first of all <laughs> well we, we give you we, we attribute you to this we call it georging <laughs> so has anybody else had a chance to go see the flash i got to I have, have you guys yet. been out yeah we established george they haven't let george off of his chain so he can't mm-hmm. go and see it so i won't talk spoilers but i wanted to talk very briefly about it because it's brand new mm-hmm. and uh you guys know we're taking a couple weeks off in july so by the time we, we get back to the show we will not talk about the flash we'll be on the uh, right. look at yeah. indiana jones everything will happen and- between then and now so i thought we should talk about it briefly at any rate. So to make it really simple, I will say, look, I've heard a lot of, I'm sure you have a lot of baggage around the flash, right? Oh, yeah. there, Ezra Miller actor, had a lot yeah. of troubles. Yeah. Going on. Right. Uh, it got review bombed all over the place yep. by people who hadn't seen it yet. Just mad at uh, DC and the world and everything. Idiots. But I really want it. Look, Michael Keaton got me in the door, right? I was excited. That's why I want to see it. That reason. That's mm-hmm. the biggest reason. I think I from our it. generation, that's pretty much a common link, yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody I talk yeah. to, even people that I'm talking talking to about doing some comic book stuff. They're all like, oh, Michael Keaton being back in this thing is the whole reason. Because I think everybody's kind of waiting on the James Gunn DC verse, right? I mean, that's right. Like they're they're just marking time. Like this is just filler almost because they know what's coming. Yeah. Is he rebooting the whole thing? He is. is. Really? Yeah. 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 Wow. Gunn is wiping everything out. Yeah. But he's cherry picking because is he? he's keeping like he's keeping Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I heard she's coming back. Maybe they're keeping her or I, you know, I've heard Uh, both sides of that. I've heard that he's keeping her and then I've heard that she's not going to do it anymore. I don't know what's going on. I mean, until we see something on film, I don't count Mm -hmm. anything. Right. 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 Yeah. It's just rumors. Yeah. So what I will say about it is all the Michael Keaton you need is absolutely in this film. Okay. It is great to see him back in action. Oh, good. It's a little bit of a contortion of yeah. what they're doing, the way they're doing the multiverse kind of thing. The Flash timeline multiverse, whatever. Yeah. Flash has its own. Well, this is supposed to be a Flashpoint Flash story. Flashpoint. Right? That's what I was trying to yeah, think. Flash I knew point. I knew you would probably know. Right. It's kind of based <laughs> on that, I guess. And I couldn't tell you how closely it adheres to it, but it certainly is. And we saw some of it in the Flash TV series where Barry mm-hmm. was able to mess with time and go to different worlds and different Earths mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And look, the, the conceit with how we get to that Batman is really fascinating. I don't, and I'm not going to, again, no spoilers here, but I think it's pretty, by the trailers, you can tell that Barry goes to some other time when his mom was mm-hmm. alive by using this power of going running faster than light. And that's what puts us in a place where we have this other Batman who's much older. And the nice thing about it is it pretty much is the Keaton Batman we knew. It was just that the state that he's in now is because Gotham is one of the safest places on the planet now. Like he, he won. He, he did what he won. needed to do. Wow. So that's he's cool. kind of 
Yeah, I don't want to talk. I don't want to spoil what yeah. situation he is in. But if you're hesitant to see the Flash, him in it is enough to go see. I will say. Okay. So at okay. least there is that. You've heard about the CGI, and I would agree the CGI, despite the explanations of why it's supposed to be weird in the way it is, it is weird. Uh, okay. I was talking with Will over at 1980s Now the other day about his experiences with it, and he said the CGI really distracted him from the film because there mm. are places where they use CGI that. Like there's one guy on the screen and he looks like a fake face. I'm like, why don't you just use the real guy? Like, I don't right. understand. Yeah. For him, it was very, very distracting. For me, I was able to compartmentalize it because what it ultimately looks like is the world's most gorgeous video game. <laughs> it's like, it still looks like a video game, yeah. but it's really, really close to being movie quality okay. in this movie. So I, I mean, To me though, good CGI should not distract you from the movie. That should be its number one thing, right? It shouldn't distract you. Good CGI should be invisible. You shouldn't know it's yeah. there is the thing. Right. Yeah, for the most sure. part. So I can see how that's yeah. distracting, but I'm still going to see the movie. Yeah. I was curious about another sub note, and since you've seen the movie, I want to ask you, John, mm -hmm. I really enjoyed Michael Shannon's portrayal in the Superman films of Zod, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. he's in this movie, Zod again. and right. I'm wondering, does he get utilized well? Because Michael Shannon, I think, is a, is a tremendous actor. I love mm -hmm. him in almost everything he does. Mm -hmm. Did his role enhance the film at all, or was it just just kind of there. That's a really good question. Uh, so Michael Shannon plays General Zod once again. And the reason he's back is because we're revisiting a point in time mm -hmm. that we have already seen him doing what he's doing now. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you saw him in the Superman films and Zod showed up and we had this big throwdown, knockdown, drag out fight with Superman and Zod, we're kind of back there, except we're back there at a time when Superman's not there, which is kind of odd. But Zod is still there. And remember from the plot from the film is he was like terraforming Earth with this whatever right. to recreate yeah. Krypton. And so it was effective that he was there and having him not there would have been a mistake. But other than being a character actor with tons of gravitas, he doesn't have much to do other than what he has already done because we're repeating time. Uh, okay. Not enough variation then to make it a new thing. Not really. He doesn't bring much new to the role, but he fills the role out just like he did the first time. And it would be wrong to have okay. somebody else in that position, I guess. So you're not going to get a lot of new out of him for Zod because he's really just, oh, we're back in time. So you got to see him again because he was there the first time sort of deal. Gotcha. So. All right. So well, overall, that's what I was curious about. I, yeah. Yeah. It's worth seeing. I, like I wouldn't say, I don't know that I need to see it again. If I see it again, it'll be to see the Michael Keaton stuff again because the Michael Keaton stuff, like I said, carried it That's for cool. me. And and it's not a tiny role. Once we see him, he is heavily entrenched. He's oh, one good. of the primaries in this film. He's good. not just like, oh, we saw him by. There's a lot of nods to uh, like multiverse Spider-Man. There's nods to all these other iterations of Superman, including, I'm not going to spoil it, but to say iterations of Superman that never actually made the screen, we get nods to. I'll oh, let you gotcha. think about what that is, listener. You might already know. Hmm. But it, it is fun to see once. So see it once. If you have an A-list, you know, on your on your, your uh, rating scale, George, if you can see it for free, go see it. When it's streaming, definitely check it out. It's kind of, it kind of outstays as welcome at two and a half hours, but it is a That's fun long. superhero movie. Better than most of the DC fair. I just honestly. love the fact that we get to, we get to finally be, live in a world where we can say that of the original Batman, 10 Burton films, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. George Clooney and Val Kilmer were in alternate shitty Batman universes. Yeah, that's, that's right. And so <laughs> that's right. the only one that survived apparently was the Michael That's Keaton right. Universe. Yep. yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And a lot of that is kind of called out a little bit in this Flash movie too. It, it, there is some fan service, but it's not beach over the head fan 
fan service, okay. but it is it's more film fan service than it is flash fan service. Honestly, is what account it is. So okay, cool. yeah, cool. All right, so you should see it. All right, so George, that was yours. John, what did you see? Oh, oh yes. Okay. So we That's got we got George's out of the way. <laughs> hey, thank you, George. I yield the reindeer of my time to the gentleman from <laughs> Jacksonville. Right. Pulitzer Prize award winning right there. <laughs> You know, oddly, the one I want to talk about, we probably don't need to talk as long as we did about The Flash, but it's a little lesser known film. And I didn't know what to expect out of it, but I wanted to share it with our listeners because it would be easy to miss. So the film is called Maggie Moore's. I don't think you've even heard of it. No, that's Maggie Moore, a woman's name with an S on the end, parenthetical, an S. Multiples of her. Yeah, there's multiple Maggie Moore's. So let me remember now, Mo, I know you are a huge fan of the film Fargo and the series. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah now, I know, yeah. George, you don't you don't watch the series. Have you seen the original film Fargo? No. I, I think I was able to make it through about an hour of it. Not for you. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Fargo is a well-known and well-seen film. So I'm going to use it to compare this. So sorry, George, if this misses the target for you. But <laughs> the thing that I've always loved about Fargo is that and I'm getting around to how Maggie Moore is like Fargo. So I'm going to talk about that. But mm-hmm. Fargo is really ordinary people right. coming up against extremely bad people in horrible yeah. situations. But they don't stop being ordinary people. Mm-hmm. And so in Fargo, it was, you know, this female police chief played by Frances McDormand, who is pregnant, who loves to eat at Arby's, living in this small town and huge murderers and criminals come through the town and she's got to deal with it. But they're still being regular people. And Maggie Moore's, it gave me about 70 percent of the joy I get out of Fargo in this film because it's structured in much the same way. OK, it's unexpected violence, unexpected, horrible things happen to super ordinary people. So this film, I think it was on Hulu or Amazon. It's a streaming. So you can watch it right now anywhere. Uh, I say anywhere, wherever it's streaming, use your streaming service. But the concept, and it's Maggie Moore's plural, is that in this small town, there are happen to be coincidentally two women named Maggie Moore. Okay. And as we start the film, these two detectives, uh, detectives, they're just run-of-the-mill sheriff's guys. And one, the primary sheriff is played by John Hamm. Great, oh, great like, actor. I like him, yeah. He shows up because a young woman named Maggie Moore has died, like outside of this motor lodge. They're there to check out this murder. They say, oh, it looks like the car was med- registered to, uh, whoa, Maggie Moore. That's weird. Second one in a week. So what it turns out has happened is this guy married to one Maggie Moore is having trouble with him. And they're having an argument and he hires a guy to scare her. I'm not spoiling the film. This is all in the first 10 minutes. Hires a guy to scare her and it goes horribly awry and she's killed. Oh. So as a smokescreen, they decide let's also kill the other one. So it makes it look like the first one was the mistake. Okay. Jeez. Oh, all right. Right. So it's mistaken identity. It's crossed wires. Now, Tina Fey is the other primary actor in this, and she lives next door to one of the Maggie Moores. And so both John Hamm and Tina Fey are at a point in their lives where one is divorced and the other has been widowed. They're not really looking for anything in their lives, but they run into each other investigating this this, uh, murder. And so you have everything, just like Fargo, you have everything in this film that I like in Fargo. You have the crime syndicate going on where like this kind of super crime, this heavy murders, multiple murders should not happen in this little sleepy town. You have guys that aren't accustomed to dealing with it. You have plus this love story, uh, almost, it's not even a love story. It's more of like a mutual friendship that starts kind of blossoming between Tina Fey and John Hamm. And 
man, is the body count high in this. And you expect this little kind of like really? weird crime comedy would be, oh yeah, we're going to see a couple of murders and they'll solve it. Heavy stuff happens to the point where I was about halfway through the film and almost tuned out because it was getting slow. And then it just hit the gas and it was a huge, just a roller coaster ride to the end. Huh. So I don't want to say much more about the movie without giving anything away. But if you like, like, what would you call this? Comedy, crime, drama, mystery, suspense. It kind of has all that stuff in it. It's an unexpectedly good movie movie that I wasn't expecting a lot out of. So if you're, you have Maggie Moore's on your radar and you're thinking about it, or if you haven't, you should seek it out because I think it's a really good film and one that you you probably, like you guys said, hadn't even heard of. So it's no, worth never. checking out. I think, I think you'll like it. Good talent in there. Good story. Cool. All right. I think I didn't spend as much time there as I did on The Flash. So no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I barely, George. Mo, how about you? What have you been watching? <laughs> so um, I finally watched the first couple of episodes of The Walking Dead, Dead City. And I was looking forward to it before. Um, uh, la, 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 <laughs> la. Poor la, George. La, 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 la. He would love to have been caught up with this. I'm we're sure. Being, we're ha- are we haunted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little burned out on zombie TV shows be quite honest but i said oh it's in new york city i'm gonna watch it right so (laughs) (laughs) that's the reason what else are you gonna do what else am i gonna do right no i mean it's new york city i'm not gonna watch it for zombies or horror or human interactions or the human condition parables that'll be thrown at me new york city i want to see if that deli down the street from my old apartment (laughs) survives yeah right is that owner i know a zombie now but the whole thing is just like the fact that it's in a big city because they never talk about big except for the very very first episode episode, I think, of Walking Dead there in Atlanta, right? Or second episode. Yeah, but, yeah. He, he goes to Atlanta to find his wife in the first. Right. Yeah. But they never touch big cities because big cities are bad. Like, don't go to big cities. So now yes. they're being forced to go to big city. And and this is also, I'm not giving anything away. You find this all out very, very quickly. It's Maggie and Negan from the original show are in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're on the poster. Yep. And the whole premise, again, you find this out in the first couple minutes, is Maggie's looking for her son. I'll leave it mm-hmm. at that. I won't go into any more than that. And she has, that's why she has to go into the city. I watched it. I love the actor plays Negan. I mean, talk about charisma to spare. I mean, that guy, as bad as he is, you know, as horrible person, you cannot help but like him. Yeah, that's funny. You so you just mentioned Negan twice now. Now I didn't watch The Walking Dead, but mm-hmm. isn't he like the super villain bad guy? Oh yeah, he he, he is. Was. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the guy who plays yes. yeah. plays uh, Negan. This, we're talking the guy with the bat with like uh, barbed Lucille. wire on it, right? That guy, yeah, Lucille. Yeah, okay. Lucille. Yeah, which is named after his wife. Which oh, the bat has a name. I didn't even know that. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he beats people ahead with it and kills them. Yeah. So is he still a bad guy here? Or Well, well, there's a, there's a relationship here that Mo may or may not want to touch on, depending upon what spoilers it might give. So Negan is specific to Maggie because he mm-hmm. killed the love of her life. Right. Mm. Who is the child's father, by the way, right. that she's going to find. And if I'm not mistaken from the trailers I've watched of this, she enlists Negan's help to go help her find this child for which Negan's responsible for killing the child's father. I mean, right. directly, like he didn't ask somebody to do it. He bashed Glenn's skull in. Yeah, with a bit, several times. She needs him, really what it comes down to, because she mm-hmm. does not like the guy, mm-hmm. obviously, so she obviously needs him. And if it wasn't for those two characters, because Maggie also, I've always really liked Maggie's character too from the beginning. You know, she mm-hmm. had this great arc of just starting off as like a timid kind of, not sure, and then becoming like the super strong leader kind of thing. If it wasn't for those two characters, I don't know if I'd even care to watch it, to be quite honest. I mean, they're <laughs> basically, to me, carrying the show because one is that the fact that they hate each other. Oh, she hates him, right? So intensely makes that a lot of tension when they're together and they're together a lot, obviously. Going to the city is 
that part is is interesting. Uh, I mean, again, I don't want to go into too many spoilers, but yeah, there are gazillions of zombies running around New York City. But somehow in all of that, people are surviving. And some are doing a good job of it. Some are doing not so good job of it, you know, as far as like morality and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I'm probably, I watched the first two episodes. That's all that's dropped so far. I'm going to continue probably watching it. I don't know if those two can carry the whole season mm-hmm. at this point, but I'm going to keep watching because so far it's actually pretty interesting to me. Something that I, I want to ask is as someone who did not watch Walking Dead regularly, mm-hmm. I know you said it might not be worth it for you without these two characters you already know. Is this the kind of series that, is this a Star Trek Picard? Like you need the background of the other stories to even no. get in and enjoy this series? Well, or could mm-hmm. I just walk into it blind and start watching it from scratch not being a walking dead fan who's this for as long as you know the negan maggie backstory i think you'd be okay hmm. but you need really? but you have to understand that if you don't understand that it'd be very hard to to get like the relationship because then it would just seem weird. yeah i don't think you get the full depth of relationship yeah. between the mm-hmm. two without having the knowledge and it's not necessarily something you don't have to just get it from the tv show although that's the primary catalyst mm-hmm. for this story the books have the same storyline in them Negan yeah. kills okay. Glenn in the All books right. in the same way. Matter of fact, it's one of the most famous uh, issues of the books in yeah. general. It's Ooh, like, was, other it's than gruesome. the number one Ugh. issue, it's like the second highest valued book of the series. Oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Horrible. So, because yeah. uh, the thing is, Walking Dead kind of remind me of like Dexter, where it's like every season had to be a new serial killer for him to go after. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and so there's always a new bad guy in right. every season. And, and there is a bad guy here. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. here's another bad guy. You know, how bad did they make this one? You know, <laughs> you know, and what way is he bad versus all the other ones are bad. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But Negan's character, it's, they uh, say you, you just have to like him because he's just, he is so charismatic. Even knowing all the horrible things he does and does in this show, you're still mm-hmm. like, I gotta like the guy. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> so you could start here, but you probably should at least do a little homework to know the background yeah, of these characters. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, this is part of a of a specific plan that they had for these series. There were supposed to be three duo spinoff series. Oh, really? Right. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. So there's this. There's the Daryl Carroll series, and then there's the. Um, Michonne and uh, Rick series. Oh, okay. Now the Michonne and Rick thing has kind of morphed into two or three TV movies. Oh, is that thing. what they're going to do? And the Daryl and Carol thing looks like it's not going to happen because last year, uh, Melissa McBride, who plays Carol, mm-hmm. has uh, apparently said that she can't be a part of it due to some kind of restrictions or something like uh, maybe she's too busy doing other stuff or whatnot. Mm. So this is the first of these three things that are uh, the spinoffs or furthering of the stories beyond the comic books because the comic books have ended. They ended mm-hmm. with what I'm assuming is the final season of Walking Dead, which I'm a horrible deadite, and I know that's a <laughs> evil dead term, but I'm using it here anyway <laughs> i haven't finished the final season of walking dead yet because i'm kind of like john with firefly once i watch it that oh it's over. yeah There's no more new understandable yeah see now you but get it that's also why i haven't started watching this yet you kept asking me when are you gonna watch firefly now you get it as long as it's out there <laughs> yeah but i'll break down eventually yeah, yeah i probably will <laughs> you found out this long though <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. 
You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up, but if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. If you're making changes... Last load. Let's go. And all your old things don't fit into your new lifestyle. The place is full. And so's the truck. You'll find the nearby low-cost solution at Public Storage, America's largest self-storage company. We rent spaces by the month for anything from business records to a house full of furniture. You store it, you lock it, you keep the keys. Public Storage. Call toll-free for the location nearest you. So I'm going to kick off today's Tech and Toys because mine is very useful, very handy, but not very exciting. And John, I saw what you have, and I'm really more interested in what you have. So I'm going to go through mine okay, real quick. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> so, I'll be the judge of that. We'll see how sexy and cool yours is. Eh, it's not. <laughs> all right. I've been doing a lot of work around my house, you know, painting, replacing light socket, you know, doing just a lot of just stuff that has, needs to get done. You've been like low-key remodeling, like the whole house, yeah, gradually. Right. Yeah, yeah. Over slowly over the years. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that always is an issue is that lighting was essentially when you're doing like electrical work and stuff in the house is generally pretty bad. So I wanted to get some shop lights so, so I could sure. move around, plug in, kind of do this stuff. So I was looking for them and I found these floodlights on Amazon, of course, where else you find anything. And they're called like glorious light LED floodlight. <laughs> I, 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 glorious no. light. Yeah. I love the generic names of stuff on Amazon. That, no, no, I know. <laughs> that's the name of the company. Yeah. Well, but you know, it's not a real, it's like a company made just to sell these lights. Probably. It's just yeah. so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They probably also make like baby pacifiers or something on the right. side. Right. You never know. <laughs> Super succums or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have a link to that? Never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody has a link to that on the internet. Oh, I've got it. <laughs> oh, terrible. We're trying to do so hard to derail you, Mo. Go ahead. That's okay. <laughs> and I bought for a couple of reasons. One, they weren't terribly expensive. It was $35, well, $36, but you get two set, two lights. Oh, okay. And these suckers, holy crap, they're bright. It's like, don't look directly into the light kind of bright. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't walk towards it because you may be dead and going the wrong way. <laughs> um, it's just super, super bright. They're LEDs. So they, oh, there you, you know, go. See, which makes them a lot better. And they don't get hot then because they're, they don't get know, hot. They actually do get a little warm, but not that hot. They do get warm. Oh, like the back ballast. Yeah. And they're thin. Like they're very thin because they don't have Mm -hmm. the big bulbs and stuff like that. So they're easy to place pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm. And having two of them, you know, you could set it up so you're not like casting a shadow over the, which is the black wire before you cut it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's good to have plenty of light when you're in that situation. (laughs) They work great. And they also work indoor or outdoor. So they're weatherproof too, which is an added bonus. Not what I needed them for, but it's nice to know in case I do have to go outside and use them. Mm -hmm. You know, you describe the way you're telling the story of using these is that, like you said, you have the power off and you're probably like installing a ceiling fan or something, yeah. right? So you you the switch. But if you bought them for that, but they sound like they're incredibly 
good at what they do, but mm-hmm. how often do you have to do that? Do you think you have a use for these outside of, oh, the power is off and I, I'm working to get into the wires and see what I'm doing? Or where no, might you use them or not really? Probably for that and maybe work in my garage because I don't have a lot of light Oh, gar- I can see garage being a great place. It's, it's never bright enough in a damn garage. Yeah, yeah so, so I'll probably, yeah. like when I'm done, I'll probably set them up in my garage someplace like semi-permanent and- That's you know, smart. And if I need them, mm-hmm. I'll just take them out. That makes sense. So I'm a bit confused because I'm getting vibes that these are supposed to be battery powered or something no, no, because you're talking about with no power. Plug, you have to but these are plug-ins, so yes, you they need are. electricity. Yeah, I just yeah. extension cord. I don't turn the power for my whole house. So <laughs> what I understood, George, you correct me if I'm wrong, Mo, is I'm envisioning like you turned off one breaker because you're working on a specific yeah. socket. Not that the power's out in the right, neighborhood right. is what I was envisioning. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, this is not for if they're not the blackout, Got these it. are no good for you. <laughs> oh, these are gonna work. Everything I'm reading on the website says these are mostly built for outside floodlights, you know, like to illuminate security-wise for your house. Mm-hmm. Like on the corner, what I was going to ask Mo was because they have that little short cord, it looks like in the pictures on Amazon there, it seems like that they're not very well suited to that application though. Well, they're six foot cords actually. Yeah, but still six foot cord on the corner yeah. of your house under your roof, that's nothing. Oh, well, I wouldn't use them for that. You know, that's oh, really? not my okay. plan for using them. So for me, okay. it was fine because I just had an extension cord to where I actually, you know, pull in power for a different it, part of my it house. It calls so. them portable spot security lights. Yeah. Well, it says work light <laughs> with plug. I mean, yeah. In that you can pick them up and move them, right? That, yeah. that, that's it, the portability. It, it feels like they just threw every SEO light word into the yeah, title. Exactly. Right. I think, yeah. I think it's an SEO thing. They wanted to make sure they right. got all that. You know, I can't uh, see anybody setting those up as security. I mean, I guess you could stick a motion detector on them or something, I guess, if you really want to okay, do that. Right. That's not yeah. at all what my purpose is. Although it would scare the hell out of some burglars. Legally, they are lights you could use for that, though that's not the right application. I got yeah, Not at all. Right. Not at I all. Mean, okay. So is a candle. However. However. <laughs> not ideal. Right. <laughs> so that's what I have. So, John, yours, mm-hmm. I actually am not sure what it is, but I'm intrigued. So what is this? Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, we're all familiar. We did a whole backtrack about handheld battery-powered video games. Oh, right? yeah, you had yeah. the, the, the Coleco ones, the Tony ones. Yeah. ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. The Mattel, all those sorts of things. I am enamored with them. There's the, like the, the Atari Touch Me, this kind of like Simon-esque, those sorts of things. But once you get a certain age, like Coleco and back was the heyday of those things and also Mm -hmm. is the heyday for value on those things. So I'm always on the lookout in thrift shops and stuff for little cool ones. And over the last few months, I've done a few videos about some of these handheld toys. Mm -hmm. And over and over, what somebody says is, oh, man, you got to keep an eye out for the Tron one. You got to keep an eye out for the Tron one. Oh, George just woke up. He heard me talk about Tron. Because the Tron one is so good, they say. They made a Tron one? There you go, right? So I I never see it. I never run across it. Mm -hmm. But on the weekend of Father's Day, we were out going to thrift stores and happened to go to a vintage toy store. A great Mm -hmm. vintage toy store, by the way, that I'd never been to before in my hometown that I will be back to. Mm. This is one of those places that it's not like, oh, look, we have a hundred pop vinyls and comic books. This is, oh, look, we have shit dated back to 1970 from the floor to the ceiling. Start digging. I mean, it is a wow. big, nice. heavy. I mean, it's great. I can't imagine. There was just a Ziploc bag of leftover Star Trek action figures that they couldn't sell individually. Here, buy the bag of them. Like stuff you sometimes don't see at all. <laughs> wow. They had a surplus of. It's really cool. But they had... A 1981 Tomy Electronics handheld, it's called handheld, kind of tabletop, Tron video game, this battery-powered thing. Now, I would not have bought it, but my wife was with me and she said, Happy Father's Day. I'm like, oh my God, this is fantastic. (laughs) The guy there cut us a deal. Let me tell you, so imagine, imagine the Donkey Kong or the Pac-Man Coleco game. And 
when we were kids, when those came out, we're like, yeah, if you squint, that's Pac-Man kind of, right? Because yeah. it's the it's the fix. I think it's called VFD, vacuum form display or whatever. It's not quite LED, but there's spots like a calculator that light up. It's not like a real right. like yeah. pixel yeah, yeah. screen, right? And so there are limited things you can do with that kind of screen. But not only, I'm going to do a video about this soon because I'm so enamored with this. It's in incredible condition. There's like one blemish and that blemish is on the back of the unit. It has right. like this magnifying screen that you would swear was a replacement screen because it's like pristine. Nobody's ever messed with it, not scratched up. But the way they handle the game inside, there's three different games you play to work your way through it. So on one of those, imagine a calculator screen with a little fixed spots. First, you get to play light cycles. Okay. And you have a single button in light cycles. The button is speed. So you can speed up or slow down. And what happens is the, the play field is bigger than the screen. So you can like draw a light cycle wall and then come back and see where you drew it because it scrolled off screen and back. Uh-huh. So it, it, usually, it lays it out mm. for that. And once you beat a few of the light cycle guys, then you get to play the like the discs of Tron, like where you're opposite sides and you and Sark are throwing the discs at each other, trying to right. knock each other off. They worked out a way to, that's very Pong-like. Imagine Pong if you could catch the ball, right? It's kind of like that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And then you even have a boss level where you get to break down the shield of the MCP and then throw a disc into the MCP himself. Ah. All on this fixed screen inside of this little toy. Now, it wasn't cheap. It was, for me, it was free. Oh, okay. All I had to do was be a dad. It was Father's Day. <laughs> that's not cheap either. <laughs> but sometimes they can run hundreds of dollars to get one of these. I'm looking on eBay now and I see anywhere being on condition from $150 to $300 yeah. for these things. Yep. So let me tell you, the one that I got, impeccable condition, original instructions included. Nice. Pristine battery compartment, no corrosion. Oh, wow. $100. That's a good oh. price. You could, re- you could resell that sucker right now and make money. I, exactly. I could. And that's what I told my wife. I said, if you ever feel bad about this later, we can resell it and you get your money back, right? Yeah. Because it was it was a big chunk to drop. So as I continue to collect these little things, the, well, I had the touch me and the split second that I refurbished and the different things like that. But this is one of those that I never thought I would see like at a store in person, let alone in this kind of condition, let alone for working so well. And for that price, man. That's awesome. And spoiler alert for a future episode, I got a second handheld video game. Not as not as desirable, but I know George often will tease. He will go like, it's my birthday party and I got five things. Here's one of them. Well, I'm going to yeah, tease that I got another true. cool handheld one. And the other one that I got is a little bit older with the box and the manual in great condition. So I made quite a okay. haul on Father's Day. Wow. So nice. Yeah, I look forward to getting videos up of those on YouTube because I think a lot of people are going to enjoy seeing that kind of cool find. I know that's uh, that's, that's very I fun. So my Father's Day gift was cool but shoot what'd you get sounds like what was oh, cool i got the lego pac-man arcade machine did you that's cool too oh, that is i didn't get cool. that so good for you <laughs> yeah have yeah, you started I'm, building it yet but, oh no i i still have to build the room in order to have room to build the lego oh, sets yeah, and i've got right. two from the birthday still and then they have to give you time <laughs> off work to actually do something enjoyable that you want to do that's yeah. also required yeah you know <laughs> so to that end i'm thinking that pretty soon i'm going to start doing what my two oldest sons did when Diablo four came out. I'm going to just take like a vacation, vacation stay at home and, and do the build, stuff like building you Lego sets, playing video games. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. And not answer yeah. your phone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 When you told me your sons did, I went, what? But now when you map it like that, that makes a whole bunch of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. 
From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. Uh, what's that? Oatmeal. It's good for you. Well, Ma, if you don't mind, I'd rather have my Rice Krispies. Oh? They didn't teach you about vitamins in medical school? Ma. You were absent when they talked about nourishing foods like good old-fashioned oatmeal. Mother, Kellogg's Rice Krispies is higher in iron and eight vitamins than your oatmeal. But if you prefer a second opinion. Snap, crack, pop, Rice Krispies. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! All right, uh, let's talk about some games. <laughs> so deflated, Mo. So, I've, just, got, just, I've got like maybe 10 minutes left in me okay. before I pass out. So, so I was going to say, what, just so you know, I don't have a game because I am still playing Diablo 4. Like, Are you? It's taking up enough. all my time. So yeah. I have nothing new for this week. Like we were just talking about in the last segment, <laughs> my sons have played it for nine days straight and... <laughs> haven't haven't showered haven't eaten <laughs> oh my god all about that Unimportant. level up life uh, <laughs> they went back to work and then they during when they're working because they work at night they come over here for their dinner break because mm-hmm. they work literally just around the corner from us and they look like that first night that they were like having withdrawal symptoms from the video game <laughs> they did not look well they, they got the, the the diablo dts like come on <laughs> just, <laughs> let me let me get just one raid <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, that's a good segue because the thing I'm talking about is somewhat RPG related. It's okay. one of those like matching tile kind of games for your phone. It's called Empires and Puzzles. Now, if you've played any goddamn game on your phone in the last like five years or whatever, you've mm-hmm. probably seen an ad for Empires and Puzzles. It's mm, out there okay. all the time. <laughs> it's one of those. Yeah, it's not an uncommon one it's not like a super fine probably 90 percent of our listeners have already looked at it or played it or dismissed it like i did john the only reason why i started playing it is because mm-hmm. of that thing you mentioned uh, maybe on the last episode or the episode before where you can earn Amazon money All from right. playing games. Was this one you could connect to that? It is. Yeah. Oh. It's one that you can install from that. And it actually generates quite a few points. Now, for those of you out there who maybe haven't looked at or don't remember the episode, you have to generate 45,000 points mm-hmm. to get a $5 Amazon card wow, in the right. system. And unless you get some bonus points for doing certain activities in the day about the most points you're generally going to rack up or at least i've generally racked up about five to six thousand points in a really really crazy good day so it's still going to take you about nine to ten days minimum a little over a week to do anything to get to that five dollars but i digress so this game was one of those from that set you're matching the the 
different tiles together in order to fight the enemies that you're up against in these different scenarios, either on the quests or in the raids when you're going against other real people who have their own teams. And you build a team of five heroes and they all have different elements to them. So there's a blue, a red, a yellow, a green, okay. you know, a purple. Um, and they all, each one of those colors represents a different thing. Of course, red, fire, green, earth, ah, you know, gotcha. elements. that kind of okay. stuff. Each one of these guys has a health bar and a mana bar. So when you're matching your little jewels, your mana bar goes up. When you get hit, your health bar goes down. Mm -hmm. When your mana bar is full, you have a special ability that you can tap your little icon and it might do this extra bit of damage to your enemies or maybe it might heal yourself or your team, those kinds of things. It's pretty straightforward. There's also a build element and a crafting element to it. The castle or the place that is your base, Mm -hmm. Uh, you put little buildings on the different plot points of the area around you. And those allow you to do things like farm for food or dig for ore, craft items that your heroes can take into battle, that sort of thing. Okay. So it's a pretty straightforward thing. If you decide to pick it up and play it, you won't have a problem understanding and learning it, but there are a few gotchas. Ooh. So the one big gotcha is, the whole thing that you're really trying to do is just like in any RPG is level up your heroes. The more you level them up, the more powerful they get. Well, the way you level up in this is you get other lesser heroes that you use to quote train the heroes you want to keep. And it basically just absorbs the lesser hero into your hero and they grow in their strength. Like a blob. So it's almost like they're eating each other. (laughs) Assimilating him. Yeah. But you can do it one at a time, which is what I first did. And then I was like, well, that seems like I'm spending a lot of uh, resources to do this. And I'm not getting any of my special powers increased because it's a low percentage. So I looked up. I'm like, oh, you can like just save up a bunch of the heroes and then do them all at once. And you level up fast and (laughs) your little special power has a higher percentage to go up to its next level. Okay. So it pays to bank it. Like a hero smorgasbord. Just eat them all at once. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You described this really well, but something has me... Apprehensive is the wrong word. So when I first started using this cool earn points to you know play goofy mm-hmm. games, right? It was it was no great hardship, you know, like oh I gotta play games, okay, wham. But <laughs> but the first one I tried was hyper complicated, and they wanted me to do a million, and I was just clicking on whatever they said to click. And you mentioned this one started out; it sounded pretty simple, sure. And you started talking about putting down things on plots and farming and increasing or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you said that confuses me is you said easy to pick up; you won't have any problem getting into it. But the way you describe it sounds like it might be overly complex for the mindless, dumb gaming I'm trying to play. How much effort does that extra stuff come into play? How mindless or not mindless does it make the game? (laughs) How not mindless is it? Well, I'm trying to earn points and have a little fun. I don't want to work. (laughs) I don't want to say it's mindless. You're right. I I think what I mean is in easy to pick up is that it's very intuitive. Okay. So putting down your little farm or whatever is very akin to something you might have done in SimCity or The Sims, either one of those. You know, like where you just have a type of object that's going to occupy a certain space and it's going to perform a certain function for you. Okay. Okay. That part is pretty simple in my opinion. The leveling up is something anybody who's touched an RPG ever understands inherently. Oh, my hero is at level one. 
he's getting his ass kicked by a level six. I need to be level seven so I can get, so I can beat that guy. Right. Mm -hmm. My building can only produce this type of craft at level one. But if I upgrade my building, now it can produce two things. Okay. You know, so it's all very intuitive and the puzzle matching part that drives all of the battles. Cause that's the only place that that happens are in the battles. And there are multiple kinds of battles, which keeps the variety going. Now you don't have to participate in all of them. You can participate in just one type or one thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's quests, there's missions, there's raids on other people. There's Titans that it, once you get to a certain level, you can fight these giant creatures and stuff. Okay. Um, when you're a part of a team or a, like a clan, you might say in some of the other RPG games, Okay. but it's all stuff you already know and have played multiple times before. That's what I mean by it's easy to pick up. Okay. If you're just looking for some mindless fun that you don't have to do a lot, this may not be that game. Okay. okay. This might be a little outside of that realm. I guess it's you, but... a little bit much, but when you do things like when you complete say stage five, quests mm-hmm. you get five thousand points in that money app yeah i've seen games that do that which is really cool yeah. oh okay right mo woke up he heard money coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> they obviously have some kind of you know some kind of strong deal with that company yeah. and with the puzzle people they're somebody's paying somebody a lot of money in order for that to happen yeah oh for sure to try to get you yeah. addicted to this silly game which i understand yep. yeah 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 <laughs> and i i kind of am addicted to it the game is actually pretty fun Go if you like that stuff okay yep so all right that's all i want to talk about i'm about to go back to sleep but before i do to help me to help lull me to sleep i want to see what john has been playing right. so i'm gonna do my game as an asmr talent oh. so, help you. <laughs> so i don't have a specific game to talk about but rather a, a news item that just dropped the other day that has direct relevance and importance to us and i think our listeners And not only is this some interesting, sad slash good news, but it's also a big sale going on that you might want to take advantage of while you can. So one thing we've been talking about quite a bit recently, probably just in the last six to 10 months or so, I guess, is I I personally have gotten more attention and paid more attention to the Atari 2600 homebrew community. And like what, like there's that Galaga that's so cool, George, the Galagon, there's that zookeeper Mm -hmm. that I got, which is so cool like Champ Games and many others do these amazing games. Like I just learned the other day. So you guys remember Missile Command on the original 2600. You mm-hmm. drove it with your joystick. Yeah. Right. And Atari did release a trackball. I just found out the other day that someone did a ROM hack and put it on cartridge so you could drive Missile Command with the Atari trackball. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Just, yeah, little things like that. So really an interesting stuff the homebrew community is doing. And Atari Age has been the de facto place where you go to either buy the ROM or buy it, you know, the cartridge with a bag or upgrade to get the full box or whatever. Like they are doing the distribution for these independent developers for a long time now. And I honestly have been thinking in the back of my head, how are they selling this zookeeper without getting permission from Taito? How Uh are they doing the 4K Pac-Man without talking to Namco? Oh no. So based on this recent news, I would say that somebody has got to Atari age. So as of July 23rd, so about three or so weeks from when you first hear this podcast, if you listen to it new, July 23rd, 2023, they're removing dozens of games from the Atari age store. They are only going to be distributing and supporting homebrew games that are not derivative ports or sequels, things that would typically require a license. Right. 
They are no uh, longer going to carry them in the store at all. So, so that- I'm stuttering, not because I'm about to pass out, which is also very close to happening. <laughs> but so do you mean a game like Galagon, which you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, yep. even though it is its own thing created yep. from scratch because it was never an Atari 2600 right. game yeah, ever before. Yep. It was granted based completely on Galaga, the arcade game. I get that, but it's mm-hmm. gorgeous, but it's not an Atari 2600 licensed game. That's leaving. They're they're not going to do those anymore. That's one of several things that are leaving. A lot of oh. really good games are leaving the store entirely. Now, someone else could pick them up later. What but I understand they- is Atari Age is expanding, and I think they're going to start trying to publish on more platforms. And as they do that, they're getting more visibility, and they're worried about getting legal at legal problems because they've kind of been oh, skirting. They're, sure. they're on the periphery, so it's a bad. I say it's bad news, good news, whatever. It's bad news if you are a fan of these amazing homebrew games and would like to be able to have access to purchasing, you know, one with a manual and a box and a real cartridge and all that sort of stuff that is going away. They're still selling them just ones that are not derivative or attached, Hmm. but until they cease operations of those games up until July 23rd, they're still for sale and they've all been marked down. Not a lot. They've been marked down about 10 or 15% to try to encourage you. Look, if you kind of wanted one of these and you never got one, (laughs) now's the time to do it. Here's the time. And I think they're they're trying to flush out their inventory. I'm sure is what they're doing because they're not going to sell them anywhere in the future. So they said, look, we're going to sell what we have. We're not reprinting anything. So like, like George, I know you have a Galaxy gone. This is what, this is a call for someone like you who didn't have one, but I, you, I know you often be like, I want one. I don't have to open. I could keep right. He's yeah. like that problem. I'm, you've got. I'm looking at the website right now from the link <laughs> yeah. that you're going to give to Mo. And I'm looking at, Oh my God. Number one, you always found these things for us. So I never bothered to go to this site to, to look see at the list. myself. Yeah. Yep. I'm looking at this page that you have on the last chance sale. 2,600 games, there's got to be 30 titles yeah, listed least, here, yeah, maybe least, yeah. 40, right. 5,200. It looks like there's another 20 of them, 7,800. There's 20 or 25 of those. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem, their Gorf. discount code Sorry. is 10%. Yeah, it's not huge. I'm looking at these prices. Yeah, These but. are like AAA title prices today. Like yeah. 50 bucks on some if you, of these If you want yeah. the, the full deal, the box and the manual yeah. and everything, you're right. They run about 50 bucks. Yeah, but it, it's it's a supply and demand, right? There's a finite number of people who want these things, and so you can't sell a ton of them, so you got to make your money up front. So it's it's not an unfair price for the quality. they did have an option on some of these to like just get the cartridge. There is. I can't find that on Galagon as an example, though. I'll help you. There should be. There was a tick box to add the manual or something, box special or whatever. Yeah, there's a box upgrade thing, yeah. So if you don't do the box upgrade, that's the price cartridge and manual only in a Ziploc bag. Oh, no box. Wow. And it's like yeah. 38 bucks or so. I think a box is a $15 upgrade. Yeah, it comes with a poster too, but yeah, it's like 30 right. bucks for that. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's 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 a cartridge only. So mm. so I, I bring this up. Not I'm a little sad about it. I'm going to stay sad about it. I think it means some of the things that I really wanted, I might have to either pull the trigger on or just do without because they're not going to be available after another month or so. But it means that it's pushing homebrew in a direction to do original things so that they will be supported and liking this which is good and bad. There are some ports we'd like to see revisited. Look how great Zookeeper was. Look at the cool Pac-Man that was, I know you love the Pac-Man that came out in 2600 initially, (laughs) but look how authentic the one they did later was. It's nice to have both of those in the world. You know, it's so nice to have access to them. So yeah, I'm looking at the Gorf right now and I'm just like, I just forgot. I just forgot the Gorf was there. Damn it. The Gorf. 
Yeah. I, I saw Gorf. I was like, <gasps> by the yeah. way, no cartridge only option on that some bitch. Nope. It's $60. Oh, oh, Mo. They also have a, a game called uh, Robotron 2364. Mm-hmm. They're just technically trying to change the name of, from, uh, was it? It was 2084. 2084, right. So it's it's 2684 because it's 2600. Oh, so 600 they years later. It's got to be better. 600 years later. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> they use the exact same font, though. That's funny. Oh, yeah. It's, it, and I think like Galagon, they're trying to stay as far. Look, we know what it's based on. They're trying to legally not infringe. They gave it a shot. But ultimately, Atari Age is saying, sorry, we're not going to carry those, those anymore. So really good looking games. God they damn it. Nice. I wish it's I would have found this. I wish I would have been diligent like you were and been on this site years ago buying these things as they right. came out so One every couple have of to months. worry about spending yeah. four thousand dollars before they take them offline right? i know i know because yes. that's what's gonna happen it, it, it's a it's a real good news bad news scenario but i want everyone to be aware of it if it didn't hit your news feed if you're interested in homebrew i know we have a lot of people that are atari 2600 fans that enjoy our show mm. check out the link that i'm going to give mo go and look the good news is you will be supporting those independent homebrew authors because they're about to lose a really big flow of revenue so yeah. if you're if, if they're ones you want, go there and find them now before they're, who knows how you're going to get them in the future. Damn it, Super Cobra. I know. <laughs> I know. It's in my shopping cart. Let me tell can you, along with Mappy. the podcast now so I can go ask my wife for a damn loan? <laughs> <laughs> when you wake up from your nap, maybe the uh, the video game fairy will have brought you a coupon or something. <laughs> oh my These God. look really good. Oh my God, this Robotron one looks amazing. Yeah, I know. Archon. Archon. The robot There's war. There's an Archon. Yeah, I saw 50, that Archon. I know, it's bananas. It's bananas. I saw that one too. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. If you're a diehard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. No wonder people are commanding equal wherever they go. It's the only low-calorie sweetener with NutraSweet and no saccharin. Oh, sugar. Now it's equal. So much like sugar. Yeah. Equal even tastes great. Straight. Before we wind up this show, we always like to take just a few minutes here at the end to talk about the things we're either looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. And as I mentioned, we're taking a few weeks off in July. So this might this might go deep. We got a lot of stuff going on kind of in the next few weeks. Uh, so I'll get the ball rolling. The very first thing is right around the corner. It's, know, it's a few days away if you're listening to this. And that's the drop of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Now, we just did a whole backtrack about Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. And I, I, reviews have started to come in for Indiana Jones. And they are mixed. What I think I've learned from it is I've got to see it for myself because the p- things that people say, they all sound good and bad and good and bad. It's like there's too much data. I'm going to see it for myself. I'm hopeful 
that it's at least good enough to be a nice uh, capper for this right. uh, this film series. But that's coming June 30th. Eager to see that. The next thing I'm really looking forward to drops on July 21st. That film Oppenheimer. It's oh, the latest yeah. from Christopher Nolan. Oh, yeah. who I've yeah. loved since Memento days and then through his Batman days. Started seeing early things that people are walking out of Oppenheimer in tears because it's so draining and it's so emotionally mm. powerful. Wow. Excited to see what uh, Christopher Nolan does every time he directs a film. So I'm excited for that. The thing I'm most looking forward to that has been a, such a long time coming. That's July 28th through the 30th in Atlanta, Georgia is the Southern Fried Gaming Expo 2023. Ah. All three of us will be there. We have a huge contingent of Gen X grown up fans and friends and supporters and patrons also converging on Atlanta. We're going to all be able to get together in the same building, hang out, play games, have a good time, cut up. I've been looking forward to this for so long and it's yeah. come. It's right it's around seems, the corner. Like it's taking forever to get here. It's taking it? forever. I know, but we're finally here. So I'm just so excited to, I can't wait to pack up, get in the car and head north to Atlanta in just a few weeks. So that's the thing I'm most looking forward to. Mo, what do you have coming up, man? Well, obviously Southern Fried Game Expo. Of course. Like you, makes sense. That, mm. that goes out saying, right? The other one is a show, uh, Secret Invasion on Disney+. Plus. It's the one about the Skrull invasion of Earth with Nick Fury and okay. no real superheroes. And it. it's all like S.H.I.E.L.D. agent kind of More people. More espionage kind espionage-y. of stuff. Espionage. Uh-huh. Um, and it's got pretty good reviews I've seen so far. So I haven't watched it yet. It actually dropped, they said, the 21st. So mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the first episode, see what I think. But it looks it looks like very un-Marvel-ish kind of show. Like it doesn't seem like it's a big superhero kind of splash. It seems a lot more subtle mm-hmm. than that. So I'm hoping. Right. And then what I'm really looking forward to is The Witcher is having a new season coming out on Netflix on the 29th of June. Ah. It's the last one with the current guy who's in it, or Kevin. Henry Cavell? Yeah, yeah he's Cavill. Superman yeah. from DC. Yep, from he's quit. He gets in a big role and then quits. That's his thing. Really? Well, this is his <laughs> yeah. third season doing this. Apparently, They're calling it Volume 1. I'm not sure why. Maybe they're breaking the season in half or something. But um, I really thought he knocked it out of the park with the role when he played it. So I'm really looking forward to that on Netflix, June 29th. All right. Nice. Cool. How about you, George? What you got on the horizon? Well, um, first off, a, another convention that we haven't mentioned yet. I'm looking forward to Infinity Con Tallahassee 2023. Oh, yeah. It'll actually be at the first of this month. I think it's the seventh uh, through the ninth or something like that, or the eighth okay. and the ninth. It's that about weekend, a week away. Whatever weekend after the fourth. Yeah. 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 Um, so be looking forward to that. I'll actually be um, uh, hosting all of the panels, which will be fun. Um, and, we, um, you know, I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm going to take a more reduced role um, this year, but I'm looking forward to getting to enjoy it a little less bit stress more, as opposed to I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. Running around like crazy mad. Plus the whole convention is kind of powering down a little bit from what we tried to do the last time. They do have the robots coming back, which will be a lot oh, of fun. That was cool. Oh. The battle bots stuff that'll be the, they're the ant weight bots though. Um, so they're like one pound or three pound category. So they're not the giant mm-hmm. ones that you see on TV, but they're still a lot of fun. Yep. Panels all over the place. So it'll be a good time. Uh, after that, of course, SFGE is yep. we're all mm-hmm. three looking forward to. I think the thing I'm most looking forward to, John, is that contingent of fans from the Discord channel and other places. That oh gonna, man, that's going to be fun. I'm so excited. Come to meet us up. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm going to try and work with the uh, promoters of the show to see if I can get us some space, probably, you know, like one of the evenings after the panel yeah. things yeah. are done and the rooms are in use. Yeah, yeah. Just for us to hang out and have a 
little Gen X grown up dish party we need session a or something. Gen X grown up hospitality suite, of course. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> you know, maybe we'll, you know, maybe we can uh, talk each other into getting some pizzas for the people and just sitting around and I, yeah. jawing and playing Dalmudi or love it. Whatever yep. else we Love can do. There. Yeah. Yep. Thing I'm most looking forward to, as you guys probably can tell, is some goddamn rest. <laughs> I want to go to sleep <laughs> for about four weeks. I'm wishing that for you too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am tired. I am mm. definitely looking forward to it. Uh, just so happens that not only is the day of recording that we're doing this on today, John's birthday. Congratulations. Right. Happy birthday, Woo. John. Oh, thank you. Uh, it is also my anniversary. So that's uh, right. My wife and I um, are going to attempt. I, I think I'm going to have to let her drive because we're going to attempt to go out. <laughs> that's if a good I drive, call. I might crash us into a tree or something. So yeah, have her drive. Yeah. Looking forward to getting some rest this weekend. Yeah. Don't blame you. Very good. I, I plenty of stuff. And again, look, we have one more backtrack coming next week. We'll talk about it in a second, but then a few weeks off. And during that time is when we're going to get a chance to all get together in the same place. And so it's, it's going to be a real recharge. I mean, George, you say you need the rest, but I think we all need the the camaraderie and the hangout time and just the hangout with fans. I just, I cannot wait. It's going to be a great time. So, <sighs> all right, before we get out of this show, I want to give a huge <laughs> thank you to another brand new Patreon supporter, a Patreoner, if you will, as Jay taught us <laughs> earlier in the show. Kevin M got his wallet out of his pocket, went to patreon.com slash Gen X grown up and said, yes, I love what you guys do. <laughs> And I want to be part of supporting it. Kevin, thank you so much. What's so funny, George? I think that's so cute that you think people get wallets out of their pockets anymore. It's all on their phones and everything, you old timer. What are you doing? It's the philosophical wallet out of my pocket. I know it's just whatever you have saved in your browser's memory or whatever. I know. But yes. Kevin, we are so thankful that you virtually got your wallet out of your pocket and you financially committed to help out Gen X Grown Up. We're so grateful and humbled every time someone does. Let me tell you, you are joining a roster of amazing people, supportive fans, great human beings that do support us. We're grateful for you and every single one of them. And listener, if you have not yet joined that group, it's easy. Again, just head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon, sign up, become part of this team keeps us going. We so much appreciate it. That is going to wrap it up then for this edition of the show. But next week is our backtrack as we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. And let me just give you a tease that the original product that sold with this name on it had a disclaimer that said, throw it around indoors. You can't damage lamps or break windows. You can't oh. hurt babies or old people. <laughs> Oh, it lies. Yeah. They <laughs> underestimated my ability. Yeah. <laughs> We're going back to look at the origin of, the evolution of, the company and the products surrounding the brand name Nerf. That cool little softball that has an incredible origin that I didn't know, but also became so many more things in our life from super soakers to so many things that aren't little foam balls. And we're going to be digging into everything to know about the Nerf product and what it meant to us when we were kids <laughs> growing up. So you don't want to miss that one. That'd be coming your way next Thursday. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here, man. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, Ben. Fourth listener, it's you, though, we all appreciate most of all. We can't wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. JetX Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks.
<laughs> I remember. Yeah, you did. You won. You won. Mm-hmm. What well, wasn't George Day to remember for sure? We're taking he's, that t- he's tired. I'm going to give him a break. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> One day to not remember. Yeah. He's, he's, he's been thinking too much. You earned it. <laughs> what was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.